we're here for not that long and we've just got to make the most of it and have the best human connection that we can with others. That's really important to me. Do you ever reflect on what your unique gifts and talents are? It's rare as women to take a moment to think of ourselves in this way. But what would happen if we made an effort to dig into what our gifts are and how we could get more enjoyment, growth and fulfilment from them in our everyday life? This is Topmast, the podcast for women in the middle of their personal and professional journey, who value continuous learning and growth and who want to dedicate time to understand themselves better. This is a space for us to collectively dive deep and witness our true talents, to feel seen by a community of women on a similar journey, and to celebrate and understand our gifts no matter where we are in life. My name is Beck Newman. I'm a creative director living and working in London. In each episode of Top Mast, I'll be in conversation with different people who identify as women about what they believe to be their greatest gifts in life. We'll unpack how each woman discovered these gifts, how she nurtures them, and how they manifest in her professional and personal lives. The women I speak to are so generous with sharing their journeys, and all of them are uncovering some brilliant insights, no matter how old they are, where they come from, where they work, or where their passions lie. I hope that in listening to these conversations, you feel invited to reflect on what your own gifts are. Because I believe that once we acknowledge and nurture our unique gifts, we can find an ongoing sense of fulfillment, wonder and purpose in our lives. My guest for this episode is my friend Erin Boylan-Allen. Erin works in television as a production manager and also has her own small business named Ziggy Pop Shop, where she beautifully crafts handmade earrings inspired by the music and fashion of the 60s and 70s. In our conversation, we discuss how this love of music has played a significant role in all aspects of her life. We also discuss the determination that drives her, whilst making sure to always think about the bigger picture to allow joy to flow. Both determination and warmth exist at the same time within Erin, and when you're around her, you really feel inspired by both energies. So I hope you come away from this conversation as inspired as I was. I always like to start off, first of all, by asking all of my guests, how would you define what a gift is? Well, that is a really tough question for me. I think I've never stopped to think about what a gift is. And I can easily see gifts in other people. That's what's quite interesting about that question. When I think about it, you know, you, you think of a gift. I think of somebody beautifully like playing a piano or like an athlete or you know someone with a beautiful science brain or something but for me as well it can be something that isn't tangible so something that's really a state of mind or a personality trait or something is how I kind of see it which is probably more akin to what my gifts are going to be um so yeah it's a really tough question yeah something special in a person that you see and can have maybe like a positive effect Mm. And maybe, so I guess it's not necessarily like a skill that someone has, like you said, like playing a musical instrument or something. I think it, I think it can, can be that. 
it's just for me personally, I, I don't see myself as having, having any particular skills. So I had to like look, look deep at what, what else those gifts could be, yeah. And do you feel like you've always thought of gifts in that way or have you given it thought before? Um, I've never really thought about it in terms of myself, but definitely in terms of other people. Like I'll look at my friends and I'll just think they walk in a room and they're so funny and like that's such a gift that they can like uplift people like that. Or friends that are musicians, I'm like, wow, that's just, you know, you're incredible. So I see it in other people, definitely. Um, but no, in terms of myself, I've always thought I, I don't have anything that's like a particular skill, which is so interesting. Maybe other people would think differently, but looking at myself, I don't see it that way. I definitely see, you know, gifts as something that have been nurtured for me and are a state of mind almost. Okay, interesting. Um, so, yes, obviously I got you to have a think about three things that you would consider to be a gift mm. for you. How did you go about that exercise? That was really tough. I guess <laughs> it was like looking back on my life and definitely looking... Yeah, back back to childhood and kind of where I've come from since then. Um, and just kind of like, how do I show up in the world? And and then I asked like my husband and a couple of friends. And, you know, there's one gift that they all kind of came back with. But yeah, it was interesting having those chats. It was nice to have those chats because I've never thought about it before. Mm. You don't have the time. <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> people don't have the time. You know, it's like full-time working, parenting. It's just living in London, you know, you just don't stop to think about that stuff. So it was nice. It was nice to think about it. Yeah. And so you asked other people and what was that experience like? Were they kind of like, oh, well, that's easy. Your gifts are X, Y, Z. They all came back with, with one of them, which was really interesting for me, mm -hmm. that they could see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they could they could reel gifts off to me and I, I, I just like, wow, okay, yeah, okay. Kind of just taking it in and then I, then I really like reflected back. So yeah, it was interesting. Ah, so it's sort of an exercise that you've never done before. Never, never thought about it. You mm. just crack on with life really, don't you? But yeah, you don't really narrow it down. You don't think about it. Yeah, so mm. it was good. It was good for me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's jump into chatting about your gifts then. So the first one that you've listed down is determination. So can you tell me what you mean by that one? Yeah, so this was the one when I asked my husband and my friends and they kind of came back with this one too. Ah. Um, I think this was, yeah, looking back across my life and just, you know, looking back into my childhood and, you know, single parent, low income family for me. Um, you know, that's how I grew up, kind of no safety net, no financial backing growing up. And, you know, you make your own path and your own future and, mm. you know, you earn your own money. So, you know, started work really young at like 14 and like never really looked back, you know, washing dishes in the local pub and the restaurants. And, you know, because in order to pay for my own bus pass to get to college, I remember feeling like, there is only one way to do this and I have to I have to back myself to do this. And that was like a really young, from a really young age, you know, realizing that I had to do that for myself. And I was very like studious as a child, like very like head in the books, very kind of a loner really. Like I didn't really have loads of friends. Um, 
when I was little. So, and I, it was funny because my mum even mentioned this to me recently. She she said, you know, you were always in your books. Like your head was always in your books when you were little. Like you never wanted to go out and play. And I was like, yeah, it's funny. Because now like I love to be social, but it's just interesting looking back that I, I just always knew the route for me was education. So mm. it was very determined to, I'm going to get the money to pay for that bus pass. I'm going to get to college, mm. you know, against all the odds. I'm going to go to university. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah, that was a really striking memory for me. Like realizing mm. that that's how I, was, how I was from a very young age. How, how young, like, how young are we talking? Um, I guess that first memory is being like 14 and being like, I'll mm. just, let me just go and do a job, like any job, mm. some pocket money, you know. Um, and then, yeah, just that realization that I, I need to financially, <laughs> you know, at 14, 15, realizing that you have to earn the money to be able to get to college and get to university and do that by yourself. And then that played out at uni as well. Um, when I got to university, you know, I was working like as whilst being at uni, you know, there was like five jobs. Like mm. I, when I look back, I was I was doing like in the last near the last year, and after I would get up at five a.m. and go and work on the trains, doing like the first class silver service, um, and then I would you know go to a lecture or something because you do the the Manchester this is at Manchester the Manchester to London route and back, and then you might go to like a lecture or whatever, and then. I would go and work at, there was Affleck's Palace in Manchester, so go and work in a bit of retail. Then on the weekends, I'd work at Ticketmaster. And you know, I just had all the time, very determined to like financially back myself and get where I wanted to be. Mm. Again, yeah, again, yeah, against the odds, I guess. Where do you think this comes from? Because I don't think, I think this is really unique to a young person, like a young teenager. And then even, to be honest, at uni, like a lot of people just kind of like, yeah, yeah, party their way through uni, which, Mm. you know, whatever you want to do. Yeah, but it's so, it's been so different for you from very young age. And it sounds as well, like coupled with the determination, it was like this laser focus, like you somehow knew exactly what, your pathway needed to be to get to where you wanted to at the time whether you know our dreams change as we get older and things like that but for you it sounds like at least whenever you had a goal you were like okay this is the route to that goal where do you think that came from I think it comes from not having a safety net yeah I read somebody recently that said like when you have a poverty mindset you're always scared to be out of work. And it's never that I was in poverty, but it's just that mindset, which Mm. is if I don't do this, there is no safety net for me. Like I have to earn my own money to get to where I want to be. And I think it's not having that safety net in terms of like financial backing or anything like that. Um, And I don't, I guess I was, I was definitely older for my years. The party years definitely came after university. Well, you'd made your own money by then. Exactly, exactly. When I had my, exactly that. Um, But in those years, I just remember being like, yeah, very focused. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously, even kind of these later years, then uh, I was in Manchester for a while and then kind of got in a rut, a bit of a funk. And I just had London on my mind. And I was like, I need to get to London. Mm. Um, And that, 
kind of happened again. I knew I wanted to kind of get into television and I didn't have this kind of media background. So it was quite a sideways kind of jump into TV, but I just remember thinking, okay, I need to work in television. That's what I want to do. And I just remember going on Twitter and I was just looking for like media jobs. And I was like, what is a job I can do that I can just like go straight into that doesn't mean I need to drop my salary at this age, because I was 27 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found this job and it was to be a PA to, you know, somebody high up in, in TV. And I thought, fantastic, I'll do that. If it gets me to London, mm. it's like just willing to do anything in order to get to where you want to be. So I remember like traveling down to London a couple of times and um, to do these interviews and got the job. And that was it. I, I remember getting the job and then moving to London, leaving my whole life in Manchester and moving to London on the Saturday and I started the job on the Monday and just never looked back really. And I've been in London like 12 years now. So yeah, it's just that kind of no fear determination, I think that I've realized is something I have, yeah. Mm. It also sounds like a negative ego did not come into play it was like a positive ego thing. Maybe ego is not the best word, but it's like, you know, you're not coming in here like expecting to have like executive producer role in TV as your first job in TV. But you also were like, this is my skill set and this is the salary I'm on. And so I need to kind of slot into that. So it's like this like positive confidence, but then mixed with like, the practical side yeah yeah and it's yeah very focused on how can I do this without having to like kind of step back I don't know like how can I do this without taking a step back so how can I completely change my career in my life without having to start everything again you know Mm. you know and it was just that kind of I'll do anything so you know and I went into that job I just was like making myself available to do anything you know then I was like working uh, you know alongside production and then I was like do you need help with that you know mm. do you, do you, what can I do you know it was just making myself like fully positive and open to want to learn and kind of not being afraid of what people might think or say about that and just kind of getting stuck in really mm. and then thankfully you know it really worked out well for me and you know it's been a really great career for me um but yeah yeah just getting getting stuck in being a bit of a grafter I think that's what I'd say about myself (laughs) yeah yeah well I think it sounds like you've got this like great mix of like well actually I should ask you like do you consider yourself to be like a dreamer like big dreams like yeah like I guess a little bit yeah a bit of a dreamer but then god like super like practical and organized as well I mean you have to be like I'm a production manager in tv so that has to go hand in hand with the job. So I think he's like, thinking about it, I've never thought about it before, but it may be a nice balance between the two. Definitely a bit of a dreamer, but then also like- You're a doer as well. A doer. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Like the determination ties the two things together. You've got the dreams and the goals for what you want your life to look like, whether that's career or family or whatever aspect of your life, but then unlike a lot of people who sadly it stops there you've actually got the sort of action behind it and you're the doer 
Mm. What kind of pushes you forwards to like take these these actions? You know, like do you do you think through these things? Do you see them as hurdles? Do you see them as risks? Like obviously moving to another city is a huge deal. Did it feel like that to you or were you just like were you like this is a challenge that I've got to overcome or is it more like it's just another thing I got to do on the path to where I'm going? Yeah, it was I look back and I talk about that quite a lot actually and I just look back and go, "Wow, I wasn't scared." That's got you get mm. I feel like fear kicks in a bit more the older you get. So when I look back I'm like, there was no fear there. It was just, I have to do this in order to progress my life. And the driving force for me is always, I want to have an ex- like a fun and exciting life. Like, mm. I don't know, that's just really always a driver for me. And like, so when I was in that kind of real funk in Manchester, I just, there was just something saying to me, it just felt kind of like an out of body experience that was just like, you have to get to London. Like that's where you need to be. Mm. Um, yeah so when I look back I am surprised by the lack of fear in doing that <laughs> but maybe that's just because I'm a parent now so everything you know it's a little <laughs> bit more like I don't know fear around change when you become a parent yeah but yeah yeah at the time it was just I need to do that I think I did a lot of traveling at that point as well kind mm-hmm. of after uni been to places like you know Berlin New York and there's just I'm such a city person like I just love the buzz and the life that's in the city mm-hmm. and so I just I'm just built to live in the city really so I just there was something just driving me I need to get to the capital I need to live in London mm. and I'll do that any way I can but also I want to work in media so yeah it was just trying to find that way in yeah yeah and so how does this gift of determination sort of manifest in your life these days where you know compare like if you think back to 14 year old you or even university graduate you or 27 year old you moving to London that version of you would look at you now and be like well god you've made it so how do you like how do you keep tapping into that determination yeah yeah I was speaking to my husband about this and I think now it's you know kind of balancing career and being a parent, which mm-hmm. is quite interesting, in London. Like the when we had a daughter, everyone was, was like, okay, well, when, when you can, it was almost like insinuated that you're gonna move out of London, uh-huh, all the yeah. conversations, yeah, because that's what people do. Yeah. And I'm like really passionate about kind of raising my daughter in London. I just wanted to have kind of that experience. Um, but it is hard and families are being forced out of London. Like, you know, the prices and, you know, it's not, I totally understand why people would, would say that. Mm. Um, but you know, it's that determination, no, we're gonna make this work. Like, I think that when you are raising a family in London, you sacrifice space for culture and, you know, it's, mm. it's the capital city. So I think it's just realizing the limitations of that and just, you know, just moving forward with that. So yeah, just, I'm very determined to make that work. Mm. Still being in London, still having, the life I want and and raising family yeah yeah so you've got it sounds like at any time in your life you've always had a very strong vision for what you want your life to be like in that moment and you just you know it sounds like you don't really have to overthink things too much you know obviously as we get older we have more and more life decisions that we have to make and they 
you know, there's more and more responsibility mm. and the decisions do get bigger and bigger and more important. But it sounds like you still, because you've got that kind of compass, like you, you're very practical about the decisions. Yeah, and I think the key words there were in the moment because it's so funny, my whole life until my 30s, you know, I was... I'm never getting married, I'm never having children, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, so, you know, that was just the ultimate me, like, and all my friends would have been so shocked looking back to look at me now, but yeah, just in that moment, exactly that, it's, it's not thinking too much about it, it's just going with your gut, mm. you know, I always think, like, we have this one time here, and you've just got to do what your gut is telling you to do, mm. and trust that, so I've just always gone with that, really, I guess. Mm. yeah that's good advice I think as well just for people in general like follow your gut and I think energetically you can feel if a decision is right for you definitely yeah, yeah you can sure. spend time thinking about all pros and cons but I think everyone kind of will feel it maybe even in, in a different part of their body they might like you know feel it in their gut or like feel it in their chest like the excitement of a decision Yes, exactly. So, yeah, but I, I think a lot of us need to, like, put in a bit more effort to practice. Yeah, it's Tapping hard. into that. And yeah. it does get harder, as, you know, as more responsibility, the older you get, definitely. Mm. I've found that. So that's something I need to kind of think about and not worry so much because it's got me okay so far. <laughs> um, mm. Trusting those good instincts and not overthinking things but it definitely gets harder yeah Mm. well i want to talk about your second gift which you've listed down as a love of music and you've also added a little note saying this has been my own yellow brick road so tell me about this love of music and what you mean by your own yellow brick road yeah so i guess going back to like i wish i played an instrument like i really really do I, i learned piano quite young but I wish I played an instrument I don't but music has just been such a driving force in my whole life and that's how I see it like my my yellow brick road like in my life and it's still continuing that way so I think you know one of my earliest memories is my mom going you know with being with my mom and when it was just the two of us before my little brother and just having this beautiful like teak record player and just these records and it was this smell like literally like five years old i just remember the smell of the records and holding a vinyl record and just how that felt and just putting those records on you know the act of putting on the record is quite special for me and a really special memory and hearing that crackle and and yeah you know obviously my mom's a huge elvis fan and she's into 60s music so it was all like 1960s records and she would show repeats of, there was a show called Ready, Steady, Go, which was like a big 60s kind of, like the 60s version of like Top of the Pops. And she wow. would play repeats of this TV show. And I was just mesmerized as a child. As a child, you have no concept of time. So you just think, <laughs> this is the modern, it's black and white TV. And it's just, this just must be modern music. <laughs> um, so I remember, you know, watching people, there's people like Sandy Shaw, Dusty Springfield, the Beatles, all these kind of acts. And it just, I could, I could feel it in my blood. Like I, I still mm. get so excited thinking about that early memory. And I remember my mum buying me this Beatles piano book and kind of, you know, kind of like self-taught learning to play 
the Beatles on this little keyboard we had, but then I, I would have piano lessons. Um, and it started there really. And then, yeah, it's just kind of led me to down a path in life to at every stage, you know, I remember it, you, you start going to, to gigs and then that's how you meet your friends. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, yeah, I remember my work experience at school. I mean, what a wasted opportunity. I chose to go and work at our price. I don't know whether you have <laughs> this record shop that used to be around in the UK, but, and I would go and work there just because I wanted to be around the music. And, yeah. um, and then it led me, that was especially that, you know, with what I was saying about that kind of driving force of getting myself to university was because I, I just had to get to Manchester. You know, I was like Manchester music scene I was really into. Mm. Need to get to Manchester. Um, and I wanted to study like sociology and cultural studies with kind of like a focus on youth subcultures that really like drove that path for me wanting to do that. Um, you know, determined my style. I just loved the fashion and mm -hmm. And it's just led me to meet everybody I know in life now, when I think about it, like yeah. the love of music and who you meet along the way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then, yeah, being in Manchester, obviously being surrounded by music all the time was fantastic. And then in to London, I mean, just every step of the way, I can see how, how important music has been to me. And then in, I set up a, a business in during COVID and my love of like 60s fashion just kind of drove that. I just wanted to do something. I felt like I wasn't using my hands during COVID. I was still working in TV remotely, mm. but I just felt like such a, you know, we said about that kind of physical thing where you have to, yep. there was yep. something that was saying to me, you have to do something with your hands. You have to do something creative. Mm. Um, so I started to make these clay earrings, but they were super inspired by the music and the fashion of the 60s. And yeah, that's been really like amazing and like it's been so fantastic to do something creative with that um so it's just a real love of music it just informs everything I do really and mm. yeah and led me to meet my husband and it's just been such a a beautiful thing a gift to me as well as like something I consider a gift because it it's just such a gift to have that music memory as yeah. well so, yeah yeah what I find super, super interesting is that um, your first gift of determination, that just sounds like something that genuinely like was just inherent in you. It, it's like, sure, you feel like it, there's a bit of environmental factors at play, but it sounds to me like it's, it is you and your personality and just something that's always been there. Um, and then on the flip side, I think, again, like a love of music, you know, that can be inherent in you. But this time it sounds like, I think you said the phrase just before, like this gift was bestowed upon you. And I find that really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always wonder if we didn't have those records and we didn't have, and my mum wasn't really into the music and we didn't have music in the house all the time. And the music was always on. That's the thing. That's, that's mm. what I remember. Um yeah, how would that have played out? But I, I don't know. I just it's something that I feel is in me, this kind of love of of music and then almost turning that into something creative and you know, I just don't know what my life would have been without it looking back. It's just been, you know, every step of the way. Every anytime just a child, like I said, I was quite a kind of spent a lot of time alone as a child is, is my memory. Mm. And it was just 
listening to records, music. I had like a little Fisher Price record player that I always used to play as well. So I don't know, it's just always been there. Yeah. Yeah. I also get the impression that this is a gift that you are now passing on to your daughter. That's true. (laughs) That's true. It's quite hard in our household. So we just love, we have the same kind of teak record player. It's so funny. Yeah. A very kind of retro home and all the records. She knew how to put on a record by the time she was four. So yeah, she, it's been beautiful seeing that with her, you know, in her as well, and the, her love of music. Yeah. And at her school, when they do the plays and they're singing Beatles songs and she is like knowing every word. And yeah, she's such a little character. So it's been <laughs> amazing to see that play out. Aww. Yeah, we, we make sure music is on all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So is that a conscious thing that you've wanted to pass on to her? Yeah, I think just music brings so much joy, whatever that music is. I mean, for me, obviously, it was very like 60s, 70s and rock and roll. But I just think any music is just such a joy. So yeah, it mm. just, yeah, we've made sure that's always on in the house for her. Yeah, and she loves it. Mm. Is it important for you that your daughter gets to... I guess have these gifts passed on to her in that sense but then also I mean obviously the gift of music that is something that you are tangibly passing on but then I guess perhaps the determination that could be something she's seeing just you know being around you and being in that environment like what are your thoughts on like passing gifts on to your daughter I think it's important that she sees you know, for me, I love that she sees my like my work ethic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard for her sometimes because she doesn't understand when, you know, the, some of the kids are getting picked up at the school gate at 10 past three. Mm-hmm. And she goes to after school clubs every day because I have to work. And then we'll be doing like the pickups later. Yeah. And, you know, she has asked a couple of times, why don't I get picked up earlier? Why do I go to after school club? And it's just always trying to reiterate because mommy has to work. Daddy has to work mm-hmm. so we can do these things, so we can live this life. And it's just trying to pass on that, that yeah, I guess that work ethic that she knows why we're doing it, why why mm-hmm. we live this way and why why mummy and daddy aren't there at three o'clock to pick her up every day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, you know, she will see that. And then I think kind of the next gift we'll, we'll go on to kind of plays into that a lot, which is kind of thinking bigger picture I don't sweat the small stuff, I think, is, is the thing. I just And I want her, definitely want that passed on to her because, you know, especially in parenting, it's really easy to get really, like, bogged down with certain things like sleep training and nappies mm. and potty. And, and, of course, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has an opinion. Yeah. Everyone. And, you know, we're very kind of laid-back parents and we just, you know, it's like, I, you know, you don't, this child will be fine. I mean, I look at me being raised in the 80s and I'm like, parenting in the 80s versus parenting now, we're all okay, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I'm with that kind of stuff. Like, you know, we're live, laugh, loving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, it, you know, it's just it's just that kind of, yeah, I just try not to, yeah, sweat the small stuff, essentially. Just mm. enjoy it. I mean, that bigger picture thinking, I mean, every day, I'm just so aware that this is such a moment in time and, before we know it, she'll be skipping around East London and <laughs> not wanting to know who we are and like, with her own friends. So I'm just soaking in every second and just, you know, when it gets harder, it feels hard or the juggle is real between, 
professional and private and it's just like you know what this is a moment in time like big picture like this is mm. just going to be this is going to go so quickly it's already going so quickly so yeah I think you know we're quite laid back we're not too too strict a house or anything like that we are parenting mm. so yeah this third gift of yours is sort of having the perspective and thinking about the bigger picture um obviously manifests a lot in your parenting when did you sort of first notice that you thought about things this way like is this another thing that you've sort of been like since childhood um yes I guess yeah I guess it goes and it does go hand in hand with the determination because I think it's thinking bigger picture to get to where I want to be like think of that yeah just think of that route of where I want to go and not letting I guess like we said earlier not overthinking things too much by thinking bigger picture because you Mm. know that you just need to get to this point so we'll make I'll make it work Mm. to get to that point um so yeah I think it links in with the determination and yeah I think it's just I don't know you know it's a bit of a personality trait as well just very yeah I just don't like to get too too wound up with the day-to-day I just Mm. think we're here for not that long and we've just got to make the most of it and you know have the best human connection that we can with others that's really important to me mm-hmm. and kind of bringing joy to people um around me like my close family so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think it's always been there but it really comes with age I think when you look back and realize you've had that I would never have thought I had that when I was younger mm-hmm. it's only now thinking back I've gone yeah I have always been like that I've always known it's about getting to this point and you know we can make that work yeah mm. and so at the moment obviously it's a case of this parenting and then working in tv and then obviously i've got my small business so it's trying which can feel like a lot sometimes yeah. and really overwhelming but then it's just taking a breath and a step back and you know reorganizing a few things and going okay don't worry i can make this work it's a big mm. picture thing like it's it's absolutely fine yeah <laughs> yeah so when you sort of started clocking that this was a a gift of yours or or something that you had um did you did you always value it as a gift not at all no it's only something I've really thought about and you know since thinking about the podcast actually Mm -hmm. um and just being really reflective and just looking back and you know I see it you, you see it you know when you look around people around you and just I've realized that that's what I do I just I don't get too too wound up in the moment you know I just life just happens and it always a thing happened to me last year basically I caught pneumonia about nine months ago and it was very serious I was away on Mm. holiday and it was totally unexpected uh, in Scotland and I started to feel really sick and really ill and for about 12 days it went misdiagnosed and then finally, I was in a really remote part of Scotland, and we went to the A and E there, which was like an hour away. And I was flown on a medical on a medic plane to Glasgow, and only there, you know, they realised it was double pneumonia. It, it got really bad. So I had a real, oh my god, yeah, I had a real moment of thinking, is this, is this, is this, is this me? Is this, is this happening? Like, the, you know, I, I, I really felt like 
it was my time. It, it, I was so ill and you know, my oxygen was so low. So having that moment in life reinforced yet again this kind of big picture thing of mm. I just remember being in the hospital because I was in there for a while after that on oxygen and just thinking I just want to get home to my family like I need to get home to my daughter to my husband and it's just ever since that happened to me that's really reinforced that just think of the big picture don't worry like you know those little small things don't worry like you can let them go it's just that kind of just realizing yeah, life, and we're only here for a short time and just making the most of it, really. Mm. So has this gift sort of grown more and more over time then as you've kind of welcomed all these wonderful things into your life, like, you know, the the career that you enjoy, your, your small business that you enjoy, your family having all these things the people in your life that you value so much has that impacted this gift as well without a doubt yeah thinking about it i would never have like i said in my like 20s you know i wouldn't have really thought about this too much because like you said you're just trying to get through in your 20s you're just trying to muddle through you're just trying to be you know i want to i want to be a woman you know you're just trying to be like i want to be a young professional woman and that's all you're kind of thinking about but now definitely I think like you know falling in love and falling in love and having definitely having a child has just been such a for me like it's just completely changed my world and everything I do is for her so it's just really everything is bigger picture it's just yeah just don't yeah just don't let the daily grind get me down too much I just think it's all I just want to have joy in life. I just want to enjoy this time with my loved ones and, you know, and work and my small business is a bonus, but it's just, yeah. For me, it's like become very like family oriented. Yeah, mm. which is interesting. I never thought it was gonna go. I'd ne I never would have thought 10 years ago that would be the way because I never thought I was gonna have children. So it's been, yeah, it's, it's interesting how life just happens because you just crack on. You just let it happen and life happens, mm. yeah. Do you think this is again um, a gift that Albertine, your daughter, might kind of soak up from you as well through osmosis, or have you like have you noticed any of these sort of traits or gifts in her, or or are you are you also starting to see her own gifts kind of coming through? Yeah, I think her own gifts. I think, you know, we can, she will feel the energy from me and, you know, and, and take that as, as she will. But she definitely has her own gifts that I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. And it's just the most mind-blowing thing to see. Like, it <laughs> makes me so emotional thinking about it. Just, you know, little things like, I, yeah, I, mean, I was watching, she couldn't do a handstand like two weeks ago. And then we've just watched her practice like 10,000 times doing a handstand in the living room and she's determined so yeah, that was real determination wow. and now she's like she, you know she's like doing handstands all over the place she's just teach amazing me, oh, <laughs> me too honestly I need that upper body strength but um, yeah so that's been interesting definitely determined I think a lot of children are though I think that's what's so great about children they yeah. you know they're not like phased by the world they're just they have these like this like fresh mind and fresh eyes so they're just and that's that's a real thing she, that she's inspiring me. Just, yeah, just 
keep a bit of that childlike quality. It's so important in life. That's what brings you joy and mm. keeps you determined and that energy. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did you ask Albertine about your gifts before the podcast? Is she one of the people you asked? No. I think <laughs> I think what do you think so if you did ask her, what do you think she would say? Um, really good. Cuggles, cuddles, <laughs> cuggles. Yeah, she just think I'm like I give the best cuddles. I think that's about that's about the limit of the gift at the moment. But maybe ask me again in ten years, and we'll see what she has to say. Yeah, I'm super interested to see what she would say because I think, I mean, it's probably one of those things where if you sat her down and asked her, oh, what do you think my gifts are? What do you think I'm good at? She'd probably say stuff like cuddles or like or if she makes wonderful earrings or that kind of thing. Yeah. But then kids just kind of randomly come out with, like, little nuggets of wisdom, I find. They like do. She, like, she'll just probably one day randomly say, you know, Mum, you're just, you're just so determined, you know, things like that. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah. That's in- yeah, she will. You're absolutely right. She does come out with some stuff sometimes. And, yeah, you just think wow, these five-year-olds, like, they're so wise these days. Yeah, you know? but, I mean, kids are so observant they're as well. Very, yeah, we, for sure. We don't even notice when they're looking. <laughs> it's true, and I think especially, yeah, again, I'm seeing it. I'm comparing me, maybe it's obviously a generational thing, but then also her growing up in London. Like, mm. all my friends who were kind of born and raised in London, I, I asked them, you know, because I grew up in the countryside, well, yeah, North Yorkshire, so it's quite mm-hmm. countryside heavy. And I said to them, what do you think, how do you think you're different to your friends who didn't grow up in the city or London? And they just said, we we just, we just like knew a lot more, a lot quicker. Like we just, when we think of our friends, like maybe like in a lot of ways, they feel like they became a lot less innocent a lot quicker just because they're in the big city and mm. they're kind of exposed to everything. But they just think they got wise to things a, a bit quicker, which is really interesting, isn't it? So it'd be funny mm. to see if that happens with Albertine. Because obviously you can't help but compare. I'll be thinking of me at that age and yeah. comparing to how she is in London. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's wonderful that she's growing up in London. Like, because she'd be meeting so many different people and from so many different walks of life. Like, I think especially a city like London. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. I'm from a big city, but I would say each suburb was definitely its own little pocket and you do get a bit of that here but I think we just kind of move around the city a lot more and it's so huge and there's so many different people and it is such a hub that you just get so many different people moving here yeah that's why I'm really passionate about kind of raising her here I'm just Mm. excited for her life here really and Mm. just yeah just you know she may even grow up and think God, London's so small. I need to go to Singapore or something. <laughs> or the opposite. She will do, she will be like, it's just too much. I need to I go to the countryside. <laughs> I want remote life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It always goes, they always want the other thing, right? And that's what I'm really interested to see. Will that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I also wanted to ask you, like, um, is it important to you for Albertine to recognize your gifts in you yeah I mean it's that question isn't it like what is your legacy in a way or like what yeah how have you shown Mm. up in the world I mean even if she doesn't 
have the exact same gifts as you because of course she won't she's growing into her own person but in terms of like acknowledging and recognizing and also valuing your gifts is that important to you um yeah that's an interesting question i of course you want your child to recognize the good in you i think that that's yeah i think when she's older as well it'd be interesting to kind of tell her my story and kind of how i got here and where i came from i think i think that is quite important to me actually because i i think it would be i just want her to know her history too and um and you know and i want yet again especially growing up in the city i want i do want her to be determined but really importantly i want her to be really open and just mm-hmm. a very open like non-judgmental person that's really important for me mm-hmm. um but in terms yeah i think of course you want your child to know to you know to to recognize your path and your gifts mm-hmm. so it would of course it would be nice but i mean at the moment yeah you know she sees me making earrings and she's you know she she makes her own now and and that's that's lovely and she sees yeah again she sees me go to work then we pick her up from school and then it's you know in the evening or the weekend sometimes it's working on the small business as, as around all the play and obviously parenting so it's non-stop in our house and I don't you know there's no way she can't see that mm. <laughs> it's just around her yeah mm. I love that I think that's so great um thinking about the three gifts we've talked about today I think they very clearly all interconnect with one another and I think it's also very special that they all three of them manifest a lot in both your professional life and your personal life I'm wondering how do you see these gifts fitting into your identity and who you see yourself as I've realised that I've focused quite a lot of my identity around physical identity around like my love of music so obviously quite a lot of my identity comes from there Mm -hmm. yeah like you know I guess obviously in how I dress and present myself and then what brings me joy you know in terms of my identity from that point of view what brings me joy really is focused around this love of music everything we kind of do is around this love of music so a lot of my identity is certainly focused on these gifts and you know when I was a teenager I was heavily into the riot girl scene and you know kind of was starting up all my little feminist groups at college (laughs) and uni and everything and that was my whole identity back then that was Mm -hmm. everything that I was about um and it's and, and and it still is you know it's just not as out there as it used to be when I was younger but yeah and definitely a lot of my identities focus on these gifts yeah Hmm. I'm very aware of that actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) and also sort of thinking about this sort of life path that you're on and you know we've been talking about before how you have quite a strong vision for what you want your life to be like in the moment Do you ever think about like your life purpose as well? Because if you do, I'm wondering as well how your gifts fit in with that. 
I think I'm still working on that. Mm -hmm. I do think about that sometimes, like the life purpose. Mm. Some people seem to have such a clear path. Mm. And you can go, yeah, you know, I, I, I get their life purpose and I can see it. But I'm, I'm still really working on that because it's just been, it's changed and it's evolved over time, mm. depending on where I'm at. So for now, it's just really in, enjoying life. That's, you know, that's, that's really what I'm about right now. It's just really enjoying life and being with my loved ones and soaking in every second. And I think that's, that's where I'm at. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Mast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, 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 oh,